Hello and welcome to this episode of Good Listeners, a podcast hosted by two kind-hearted, generous, emotionally available sweeties who are always there to listen if you need them. We're friends, roommates, and rivals, and we talk about music whether the mics are on or not. I'm your first sweetie, Randy, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, it's Clay. Welcome to the show, Clay. Uh, hi. That was a slightly that was a slightly haunting intro. I feel like. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't have much time to put these things together, so. No, not a criticism. <laughs> I I I can get down with you know is uh, I don't know is a little Burton esque. Burton esque, um, Bert like Tim Burton. Yeah. I don't know. If Tim Burton never sounds like that. Tim Burton is like. Well, that's what uh, that's how he makes me feel. He okay. Makes me feel like those sounds. Right, his movies don't sound like that. You're right. Yeah, they they're sound. usually kind of orchestral, actually. Right? Yeah, Danny Elfman stuff. Yeah, you know? it's all Danny Elfman. All uh, right. Um, so <laughs> y- you just talking about some great tofu you had? Uh, yeah, I, I guess know. that's probably not going to make it in the show <laughs> probably now. Probably not. Uh, uh, but but you're anyway, I mean, d- d- you know, TLDR. Uh, I had some damn tofu. It was leftovers, but it was so fucking good that now I'm just amped. I don't even care that the mixer keeps fucking up. Uh, cause you know, I'm just, I'm rare and I'm ready to go. Cause this tofu has got me feeling good. That's great. I mean, I even, I also made myself, I went to the liquor store tonight, um, trying to get some orjat to make a cocktail for this recording and they did not have any orjat. Um, which is for the listeners who might not know. It's like an almond, almond syrup. Right. Uh, kind of thing. It's used in a lot of tiki drinks. Okay. Um, oh, Okay. And I was going to make a Trinidad sour, um, but with no orgeat, I couldn't. Mm. So I made myself this nonsense concoction that I have here in a mason jar. Um, yeah. That's it's not that great. I just sort of threw some stuff together, and it's, like, perfectly drinkable, but it's not great, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, that's um, kind of what I'm sipping on. I, I made myself a little bourbon Coke Zero over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, it mostly just tastes like Coke Zero. Yeah. With some solid bourbon. I put too much bourbon in it, um, which, you know, sucks because I was hoping after my experience from editing last week's episode, I was like, maybe it's time for us to tighten up the podcast a little bit and stop getting <laughs> so drunk every time. Um, did, did we seem uh, overly drunk in the last episode? I, I, the, I only edited it while I was drunk, so I can't really. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this was this was the problem. <laughs> maybe don't be drunk while editing. Uh, but anyways, I mean, <laughs> I think I did accomplish my mission of of being um more having my wits more about me on this episode. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. Yeah, you know, once I dig in more and more of this bourbon Coke Zero, I don't know. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I know what those bourbon Coke Zeros do to you. <laughs> You're always drinking them and getting into trouble. Yeah, I've never had this before, uh, <laughs> but I've been getting into Coke Zero lately. Um, yeah. There's never been a better time. I, I actually bought stock in Coke Zero <laughs> specifically. You can actually you can divide it. Out. You can be <laughs> you like can I do not a specific want to product. Yeah, in the uh, the uh, cherry. Cherry Coke? No, thank you. Not I got invested. some of that, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, sure. But, uh, y- you know, God, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Um, you, have a good, you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty chill. I was supposed to go on vacation, but, um, I mean, it's a whole not interesting story. Somebody got COVID uh, yeah. in a very bad way, and so the vacation did not happen. But I still had the days off, so I had a nice chill weekend. 
hanging out. You with, stayed home all weekend? Uh, no, we went up to uh, we went up to to visit some friends. Bleep for that a out. Couple days. Uh, yeah, we'll bleep that out. Okay. <laughs> good, Gainesville. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. It was chill, and I played a lot of uh, Bloodborne. I think I mentioned that to you off air. Nice. Um, and you went to North Carolina. Yeah, I, I was on vacation sort of this weekend. So you know, we actually haven't really talked much in a few days, which is nice. Well, I. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't. That sounds bad. And I just intentional. I, I just mean that usually when we record this podcast, we talk. We talk every day because we live together. Yeah. Um. So you know, maybe maybe we'll have uh, some more to talk about. The downside is that there's two downsides. Number one, I didn't listen to any music during my trip. Um, yeah. So pretty, I didn't either. Pretty much all the music I'm going to be talking about is like I listened to. Um, a brand new album three like three times today and a, and a half of another album I might get my first impressions on. Wow, and you listen to a brand new album? No, 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 no. It's a great big pile. I don't know why I'm hiding the artist. It's the album. <laughs> it's the new great big pile of leaves album that is brand new. I was not listening to brand new. <laughs> no, I know what you do. I know that you you make those little Spotify private sessions and you listen to brand to, to new. listen to artists that have been canceled. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, no, I did one of my like you. You call it Clay's cancel corner. <laughs> so uh, someone that I'm friends with on Spotify, who's like just some random person I knew from college. Uh, you know how you can see what your friends are listening to if you're on the desktop in that little tab. Yeah, I'm never in this situation, but I do. Yeah, well, I have Spotify open at work, so right. I'm always seeing it. But when Ariel Pink got canceled, I that one guy was listening to Ariel Pink like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> As when Michael uh, Jackson dies, <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh, uh, Ariel Pink, that guy, I used to like that guy a lot." <laughs> and he's just got started. I just, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so one of the downsides of my vacation is that I did not really listen to a lot of music. Um. And I'm also like very tired. Um. So I'm gonna try not to dwell. This is the only time I'll mention how tired I am in this podcast. But if you really notice how much it sucks because i'm very tired it was one it's one of those trips where you know i took off friday and monday and i spent both of those days driving the whole day yeah because uh, it's a long drive so it's like on one hand it was really like nice trip it was nice to have you know four days off from work and, mm-hmm. and get out of the town uh, you know see our, our dear friend uh, our the podcast number one fan um yeah. a, and it, it was nice but it was also like oh, it was a short trip and I'm tired from driving all day yesterday. And it's like, oh, it's right back to work. You know, I had a business meeting after work today. Uh, I have all I had to rec- I have to record this podcast now. So it's just all part of um, adulting uh, that it's it's right right back into the fire from the frying pan, as they say. Um, yeah. And. <laughs> and um, you know, it's just you, no time to rest. We got a pod. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually something I was thinking about is, like, if if our trip had gone through, we would have been back, like, Monday, like, late Monday afternoon, early evening, kind of. And and that is the a very small silver line. I'm very disappointed that our trip got canceled, but a uh, small silver lining is that I was not in that situation. And I was thinking about it on Monday. I was like, yeah. man, I would be so tired right now if I was coming back from the beach at this exact moment. It's a double-edged sword going on vacation, actually like doing things. Yeah. Cause you have like the best time while you're there and you get back and you're, you're tired. And it's, yeah. it's wham, bam. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Back um, to the work. It was a chill. It was a nice day at work today. Everyone knew how tired I was. So, uh, people just left me the fuck alone. Yeah. Um, and 
I did get to listen to a, a good amount of music today. I have some other music-related things to talk about, maybe, if we have time. Uh, so I'm excited. Did you feel like people were sort of, like, behind your back going to, like, don't, don't talk to Colin. He's going to listen to this. No, that's not, the, so that's not the... It's going to be so bad. I, I don't think anyone... <laughs> I think that people would be shocked if I like had an eruption, <laughs> a like burst, went, a burst of anger at work. Went off. I think yeah. I, they probably think of me more as like uh, I might, I might act, I might cry if they, if they come <laughs> up to. Not that I, I've never cried at work, but that's just yeah. I'm not a, a an angry guy. Yeah. Um So no, me neither. I've uh, I've actually been told at work that I'm being too calm before <laughs> in situations where everyone else is freaking. People out. will say that shit at <laughs> restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you got to freak the fuck out right now because yeah. uh, we're having a rush. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you want me to You think this would be better if I was less <laughs> calm right now? I highly doubt that. Oh, uh, man. Anyway, um, we should probably. This is a show about music. Ostensibly, uh, uh, it yeah. is. Have you um, have you heard about this? You heard about this? Um, no. You know, um, the only music I've heard lately is this new Great Big Pile of Leaves record. Um, well, let's talk about that no it, one knows the name baby. of. Um, no one knows the name of it. Pono. The Pono. Yeah, all you got to do is remember the uh, the the short-lived Neil Young uh, MP3 player. Do you know what I'm talking about? That was called Pono? That was called Pono, yeah. Is that what this album's named after? <laughs> um, no. I did. I I did actually look into that because I was like, "Why the fuck is this named Pono?" Oh, so what I is it named it's, after? It's a nickname for uh, his child. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So um, I guess um, before we get into this new record, which um, again we're talking about a record that I think we both like a lot. Um, I like it a lot. I cannot speak for Randy, and I shouldn't even say how I feel um at all way too early for that uh, because how could we we're music critics here and yeah we're journalists you're not supposed to give away your personal feelings (laughs) yeah this is supposed to be objective (laughs) when you criticize Um, things so Um, what we should say as good journalists is this album is good and if you dislike it then you are bad anyways um let's keep the ball rolling here okay why don't you tell me a little Please bit about? Please do. <laughs> <laughs> you just steamroll me and then stop talking, motherfucker. I I did that. I I I, I kind of like shut you down and instantly felt bad about it. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. <laughs> well, you know what? I forgive you. Um, <laughs> um, I was, but I was gonna say maybe we should you should give uh your background on how big of a fan you are of this band. Um, I am a fan of the band A Great Big Pile of Leaves in passing. Um, oh great, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I, th- I thought maybe you were a bigger fan. No, no, I I can't. I've always really liked them. Every time they drop something, which it hasn't, it's been a long time. It's been eight years since they dropped something last. Yeah. Um, it's been eight years since they dropped something last. And in those intermediary years, I have not listened to them a whole bunch. Because I like their second record in particular was the one that I knew when it came out. Mm, um, mm, mm. And 
I liked that record, but what like I'm not so intimately familiar with it. Like I couldn't even name songs from it off the top of my head right now. You're talking about Boom? Yes. Okay. Uh, wait, no, that's an EP, isn't oh, it? Oh wait, I'm that's wrong. I'm EP. wrong. I, w- I was just looking at their spot. You're talking about "You're Always on My Mind." Yes. Snack Attack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, "You're Always on My Mind" is the one, and and uh, and that is a good record, but not one that I'm intimately familiar with. I was this this new record of theirs. I thought they were just gone forever, and this new record of theirs was not on my radar until you mentioned that there was a great big pile of leaves single out. I don't know, a month ago or something. And I was like, what the hell? And I listened to it and I was like, man, this is great. And this is like, it really was hitting me at the right time. Like a, a few things have this year, like the record we talked about last week, the Foxing, uh, the Foxing record. record yeah. And also like that Bayo record. Oh, this sure. Year. Huh, huh. Music that really just reminds me of a particular time in my life. Music yeah. that really calls back to that in a way that is really good and satisfying for me. And so like that, I feel like is what I'm getting out of a great big pile of leaves at this point. Sure. Uh, what about you? Uh, yeah, same. I've been a fan in passing. They're just a band that, you know, back in my heyday of listening to emo music, I listened to all of the ones that were out there that I could, mm-hmm. you know. So of course I listened to Great Big Pile of Leaves, uh, and um, yeah, their second record, the one you mentioned, um, is the one I listened to mostly. But I hadn't thought about them in a long time until uh, well, I saw Keegan of camp trash tweeting about them mm-hmm. um of uh, several months ago and th- that dude has good music taste so i i tend to Sometimes. look up things i i d- you know i tend to check check be like oh that, that yeah that that was a good band let me go check that band out again that happened with great big pile of leaves and i got back into their first album and i was like and i'm still really into that album actually it's one of my favorite discoveries slash rediscoveries of this year mm-hmm. that I just got like really into that album. Uh, so, I mean, I just highly recommend that as a starting point. If you've never listened to great big pile of leaves, mm-hmm. I think they're pretty accessible because one of the reasons why I got so into that album and have like been so excited for the new music is that they've aged out of all of the, the bands of that crop uh, from that era of like kind of the early aughts, they have aged incredibly well. Um, I just like their music because I don't think it's like, you know, it's not, I don't think you could accuse it of being like very cringe or like they're, they're, they don't have the whiny thing going on, uh, which I certainly, there's a place for that, uh, that I still enjoy, but this is just so much more laid back and so guitar heavy. Like the, Mm -hmm. the, the guitars on their songs just have such a pristine sort of like, um, satisfying, like sound, like of every song where there's these, these like riffs laid over all all the songs that are just like do 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 like just going going crazy a little bit but it just all blends together um and does something that i find like uh pretty pretty soothing honestly mm-hmm. um it, it's kind of like a summer breezy re- sound to me but also this record in particular is Very um yeah so I, I was really delighted to rediscover them. And then, yeah, I noticed that they were coming out with the new single. And so, yeah, I sent that to you and I, I really loved that. And I, I didn't even realize until like yesterday that this album would come out. So I knew today that I had to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I've just listened to it like three or four times since then without even really trying to, just because it's like, I could just, this is one of those albums that I can just loop r- r- right off the bat. Uh, I really love it. Um, it's, it's a great band. They, they just, uh, 
I feel like they uh, have like just from that first album, they emerged fully formed. I mean, I'm sure there's some history before that, that first studio release, but with that record, they kind of emerged with their sound fully formed and haven't really deviated from it too much, but I think it's because they haven't had to. Uh, like last week, we talked about Foxing, which is a band that I think really benefits from being kind of experimental with their sound, or at least, you know, changing up their own personal sound uh, and playing with people's expectations. But this is a band, I mean, they've just been off the map for one thing, but also all they need to do is make another record that has that sound because they do it so perfectly and, and no one else is really doing it like them in my opinion. So yeah. it just, uh, auto, it clicks with me automatically. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, there's a few things you said that I want to respond to and hopefully I'll remember, uh, enough to, to get to all of them. But I think, yeah, one thing about them that I think is interesting is that I feel like when they were originally, you know, in their first run of being a band, they were sort of roped in with a crop of emo revival bands that I feel like they were never really a part of. Yeah, But they sure. just kind of got roped in because it was indie guitar music with, you know, sort of the twinkly emo thing going on, but, like, not yeah. not even that much, I think, right? Yeah, no, it, I mean, it does, like, I associate them with that crop of bands, mm -hmm. but going back, it does sound like just one of those indie guitar rock mm -hmm. sort of bands uh just totally. doing it with you know some emo influence yeah and something and something i read today in an interview with them or uh with the lead singer um was about like how they're they're i think from like connecticut or something um but they get called a brooklyn band a lot even though they they lived in brooklyn uh during their first run as a band but now they are back in connecticut um okay and were never from Brooklyn originally, um, but just sort of got lumped in with that that Brooklyn emo indie rock scene because they lived there for a few years and because that was a huge time for I mean it's always a huge time in Brooklyn for music mm. for the last thirty years but um, uh, uh, but where where was I going with that uh, that um, Connecticut I don't know. But just I feel like that I that I guess that was just me saying that to illustrate like I feel like they have always been on the outside of sure, the yeah. emo thing on the outside of like the sort of they're not they're not like that hip either especially at this point like this sound is is pretty well trod territory like you were saying it's not it's not yeah. anything new for them as a band it's not anything I agree new I, I don't I don't think they're breaking any waves there are or what's the making anyways like uh yeah yeah th you know they're not making a huge splash with this record i guess yeah. is what i'm trying to say but i think um, i think that that is very much intentional oh and yeah i really appreciate that about it um i think that this this feels like a record that's very much for people who you know spent the last eight years being like man i'd love another a great big pile of leaves record <laughs> it totally is <laughs> which is like one of the best things you can do as a band yeah i i think um like so many bands just like keep trudging along and making releases and they just it, they sort of fade into general you know pop sound or something mm -hmm. and you just you look at them and you're like this is a band i used to love what happened to them you know like um so many yeah. indie bands we used to listen to did that so for a band to just like go away you forget about them then they come back with an album that is exactly why you loved them in the first place. Yeah. That's great. Um, and B 
because it's a sound that happens to be one of my favorite sounds, um, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's an easy it's an easy it's an easy A for me. <laughs> a plus. Yeah. yeah, this gets the uh this gets the this gets the um, this gets the uh the Emma Stone award. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, this gets the Emma Stone award. Easy A. Um, <laughs> uh um yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that, that for me this sound is very comforting, very vibey. It's very like we're in late summer now. Or um, late midsummer, I don't know. I mean, um, I th- we're, we are recording this in the middle of August. Yeah. The dead center of August, basically. Yeah. Um, and the dog days of summer, as they call call them. Yeah. Um, these We are in the dog days of summer. And, and this record feels like the dog days of summer to me. This record feels like the dog days of summer. It's closing um, the summer out. It's hot as hell. Yeah. And soon the dog days will be over. Yeah. No, I, I feel like this record has like there's a little there's a little smattering of uh real estate in there um yeah in some oh of these sure guitar tones yeah um it's not as you know reverby and washed out as that band gets but like i feel like there is some of that just kind of vibiness to it that i really appreciate yeah it's got those it does those the vibey guitars that are sort of laid over every song they do remind mm-hmm. me of real estate i think you could maybe even say real estate could have been influenced by this band i don't know possible um but yeah, that they've also got some crunch under underneath, mm-hmm. um, and man, I mean, I listened to this album for the first time, so this is is first impressions, you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of what what this podcast is, if you think about it. I don't, and I won't. <laughs> That's what the podcast is. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I just love it. I think that I'll be talking about this again. I think it's gonna stick with me. It's a perfect album to close out the summer with, and. Yeah, uh, it's. I, I don't really have anything more to say about it. Yeah, well, I uh, fair enough. Um, I mean, we, you know, could talk about it a little bit more. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, it's like we were saying, like this. This feels like another Grapefruit Pile of Leaves record, and I, I think, like I was saying, that's intentional. And and I know from reading about them that like some of this, some of these songs go back in their writing, their conception, back to before their second record was even out oh okay like some of these songs have been sitting around a very long time hmm, interesting um, which i think is is kind of cool i'm glad that they're seeing the light of the, di- the light of day yeah rather um and uh yeah and some of these like informational tidbits that i'm pulling out of my head here are coming from uh a good interview an article by ian cohen over at stereo gum oh great um, great so i mean if you if you find yourself thinking big pile of leaves who are these guys i have to know i have to know more mm. um check out that that ian cohen article um because it's a very good article um really highlights some of the reasons that this band is great and it's an interesting interview as well sure um and i think he doesn't give a lot of interviews over the years so um the, the great worth, big pile of leaves guy checking out this one yeah um, but the great big pile of leaves guy whose name I'm forgetting, uh, he, he doesn't give a lot of interviews, so it, okay. it's, this is a good one. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's interesting and cool that some of these songs are so old because yeah, with the huge gap, you kind of think like this, these songs are so, they sound like they could have been made in someone's garage. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I don't mean that in a bad way at all. No, um, no. but just, it's almost formulaic at this point with their music. But at the same time, you, you've got to know 
that it is very labored over and, and thought out. Uh, Definitely. And that shows in the song because these bands, they could be a dime a dozen, but I think because a great big pile, they have this critical respect mm-hmm. because it's so fine tuned, you yeah. know? And he, he was even speaking to that in this interview saying like that they were very aware of like the, uh, the pressure of coming back after eight years of not having a record out and wanting to mitigate that. Uh, and they thought about putting out, you know, an EP as a stopgap or something to kind sure. of lessen some of the pressure, but they didn't do that. Um, but something that they intentionally did when they were working out how these strong songs should uh, sound and be performed on the record was to uh, be very intentional about like being, you know, going like, does this guitar part need to be on this song? Um, and like intentionally mm, peeling back, okay. peeling back layers Ooh. that they would have put in Ooh. otherwise, um, and simplifying the song wow. as much as they possibly could. And I think that that shows in a good way on the record. Um, wow! I hope we get the, I hope we get the cut of the album with twenty guitars the, yeah, on every yeah, song. The, the director's cut. <laughs> the director's <laughs> cut. There's a yeah. There's a spoken word section in every song. And, oh uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the guitars are are impossibly layered yeah um, the world is a beautiful place cut <laughs> yeah bring them in um yeah and 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 you know this i mean this record has a good has great production i think right um and it was mastered i think by the same guy who masters like into it over its record i mean um, that that i do not know um uh, the answer to that but if you're saying so i assume it's the truth um and it is the production is great yeah um yeah very and to it over was that a last year record or did that yeah. come out this year? Twenty twenty, yeah. Okay. It was really good. Yeah, um, but there were so many other great records last year That's that I, I did feel not about pay enough attention to it. That's how I feel. I'm starting to feel about this year. Like yeah. um, <laughs> it's every year. <laughs> so many good albums. music is good, yeah. uh, and that's w- we're it's trying so to get to the bottom up. of it on <laughs> this show. <laughs> what, what is up? What's up with music? <laughs> what? What? How can we put a stop to it so we have time to listen to all this stuff that's already out? Yeah, and then they There's, can start again. Is there not enough? Yeah, when yeah. We they catch up. You can just, start. Just take a break, and we'll listen to it, and we'll report on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great big pile of leaves was doing it right. Yeah, they took a long ass break. Eight years. That's what you should do. So and I have time I to listen to some other up shit. On all of their music. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's good, dude. Um, So you you should use this as as an opportunity to go revisit that first album if you haven't done it in a while. I think I will. Um, Um, But before that, let's take a break. Yeah. Holy shit. Bad news, everyone. Um, Well, bad news for us. (laughs) Really, I feel insane um, because (laughs) we went on a break and then we just like... We were on a break. We were on a break (laughs) and we sat back down and we started recording again, except that I don't... I mean, I don't really know whose fault this was, but I forgot to press record again. And um, we, we just talked about... Could be anyone's fault. Dude... I don't know. I feel fucking insane because we just talked to the <laughs> microphones for like 20 minutes. A long time. Um, and we did all this stuff that I thought was like pretty fine or by our standards, fine. 
Um, pretty <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Pretty good. No, by our standards, <laughs> good stuff. Um, yes, I agree with that. And what the hell? Like, I just looked over and I was like, we're not recording. So, yeah. dude, and I don't it even. Could, it could be anybody's fault. I don't even know what to do. I guess I'm just going to say the exact same things that I was saying. Did um, you write any of it down? No. Um, but first, we, we we just have to go back and do it from the beginning. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to retread our steps. And okay, you yeah. came in and you were so excited about this drink that you just made. Well, that's one way to put it. So, <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I'm stoked to talk about this again. I made a little concoction that I like to call a Long Island iced tea. Uh, and what's special about this little invention that I made up is that it's mostly liquor and a little bit of Coca-Cola and lime juice, and it tastes a little bit like iced tea when you put it all together. <laughs> now, I've never, I've, the truth is that's a famous drink, and I've never made one before, and I'm getting a little tipsy off of it at this point. Um, yeah. And also, I made it bad, and here's how. I replaced... <laughs> It's supposed to have tequila in it, and I didn't have tequila because, um, you know, this is another thing. Is I was told recently, if you're going to buy tequila, you should. that's the one liquor that you should really spring and buy a nice expensive bottle of. I think that's fair advice. Um, and I was thinking about, I was mulling that over. I'm like, that's something that somebody might say, and it could be bullshit. But then as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I have tasted low quality tequila and it's, it is worse than low quality ba- vodka yeah it's worse than no low quality it bourbon. tastes like shit like, it's really bad <laughs> yeah and so that's why i haven't bought a bottle of tequila is because i'm i'm gonna like i'm gonna end up spending 70 dollars on a bottle of tequila at some point yeah but not now so instead i bought a bottle of mezcal recently because i've been enjoying some mezcal cocktails is that the one with the worm at the bottom yeah okay um it's it's sort of a cousin of tequila and it is um smoked Right, And so it has a very smoky flavor to it. And I replaced the uh, tequila that would go in a Long Island iced tea with mezcal. And that was a huge mistake. Yeah, um, I mean, for, for the sake of the pod. Drink just tastes like mezcal. The first time I asked to get a sip, now I'm going to have to ask for another sip. <laughs> okay. you, you seem like it has taken effect. And I'm looking at a, a full glass of yeah, Long well, Island iced tea. It's a and, lot. And you do have work tomorrow, just to reiterate. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you are now taking a sip. Do you mind if I use your straw? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not funny for anyone else <laughs> but me. That's Clay is Clay is repeating things that he already asked me. Yeah, if we're laughing like idiots, it's because <laughs> that we feel like dumbasses for saying the same things at the second time. Uh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That it it really does just take like taste it like tastes mezcal. like mezcal and sugar. And uh, yeah. And maybe a you, little lemon. You're drinking that. Okay. Um, I am. But anyway, and I also, I'll say this quicker this time, but I meant to say at the top of the show um, and forgot to say it, that I really enjoy that you have taken up uh, making cocktails as a hobby. And, and I've I've gotten into it a little bit as well, but mm-hmm. but not as much as you. Uh, you've really just uh, gone for it, and you, you're, I'm learning all these new cocktails and what's in them from you. Um, you've got me into the Sloppy Boys podcast, which is uh, fantastic. It's the best. Um, and hey, um, hey, guys, if you notice some new listeners coming your way in the next couple <laughs> yeah, of weeks, it's our friend Travis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the you got the good listener. You got bump. the good listener bump. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, 
Uh, but, but you know, like I come home from my little vacation and there's a there's a nice brand new bottle of vodka restocked. A big one. And you got all these different types of ice in the freezer um, that I'm putting the little s- the square ice in, in my Can drinks. I, would, uh, I'm sorry. I, I hate to interrupt you while uh, I think you're uh, complimenting me on doing nice things with cocktails. No, I am. Which I love and appreciate but can i tell you about when i was buying that big bottle of tequila that total wine the other day yes you talking about the mezcal no no no. I, well, oh I, the vodka I, I bought that at the same time you're talking about the russians the vodka oh yeah sorry i yeah. said tequila didn't i i meant the vodka yeah the russian standard i was choosing i was sort of standing there and it was a saturday i think or sunday either way it was very busy at the total wine um and I was standing there staring at the vodkas, trying to decide if I was going to get the big bottle or the small bottle of Russian Standard. And there's like two Total Wine managers walking past me. And they both look at me at the same time. And we make eye contact. And then I look back and I pull down the big bottle of Russian Standard. And the manager looks at me and he goes, you need help with anything? And I look at him and I go, no, I'm good. And he's like, Russian Standard? And I'm like... <laughs> yep and then he looks at me again and then he keeps walking and i was like what the this guy's stressing me the fuck out at the damn total wine anyway i just felt the need to share that with somebody oh that's the end of the story no it was just a weird experience (laughs) this guy was being very intense about me buying russian standard vodka Uh, that's what you know i think that they're excited to like talk about it you know could be because they work there and it's like for a lot of area of expertise and yeah, for, I mean, for these little guys, it's their whole. I, th- I think that they want to give you recommendations. So he was just trying to say, hey, I would. Oh, hey, you're that's whoa, you're getting this very, very nice. Uh, yeah, very nice, mister. Uh, uh, I think it, he was trying to be, be friendly. If I worked at the liquor store, I think I would want to give people recommendations. I'd yeah, be like, look, you're buying the wrong thing. Well, look at this brand new anecdote for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't say that before. <laughs> anyway, you were complimenting me. I was just saying it's nice that you've gotten into this. I benefit from it, um, and that's a little kudos to you as a, as a roommate. Oh, um, thank you. I enjoy doing it. Yeah. But. So we have to talk about the killers now? Anyways, now I have to talk about the fucking killers again. We talked about them for so <laughs> we long. We talked about them for way too long already. Basically, the killers released a new album on Friday. So before we recorded, I yeah. decided to give it a little listen i just listened to half of it so these are very you know early first impressions mm-hmm. um i this is the follow-up to sam's club no it's not the f- <laughs> it's not called sam's club and it's not even the follow-up let me let me settle this once and for all first of all it's called sam's town which you know it is um and this yeah, is sort the, of the springsteen inspired. i mean for one thing you know it's the follow-up to their 2020 album <laughs> I do I do actually know that. Imploding yeah. the Mirage. I've heard that. This record. new album is called Pressure Machine Pressure Machine. Um I think their last album was in like twenty seventeen. Uh, and I think that it probably sucked. Um kind of similar names in Pressure Machine and Imploding Mirage. Um, yeah, sure. Hey, maybe there's there's supposed to be sister albums. Um to say. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, God, the like, I, I'm a bit of a Killers fan. You're not super into them. Yeah. Um, I I appreciate them. I don't think they're like amazing. I appreciate them because they are a middling rock band. Yeah, and I got I I mess around, but I got no beef. I mean, they release like pretty consistent six out of tens with some really fantastic singles. Yeah. And I think you know they they um uh, 
the, they're just like they're so like unpretentious. Uh, you might say they're the modern day Eagles. You might say they're the modern day Eagles. Someone said that once before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the Eagles uh, more than I love the Killers, but I do like the Killers. I I was decently into that that 2020 record. I felt like it was a bit of a resurgence where where they came back, and it was like oh. It was after a bit of a slump, uh, for one thing, where they hadn't really had any big hits for a while, and I think their albums were kind of bad, and it was, you know, a return to say, oh, hey, this is this is a, an actual rock band to sort of pay attention to, and, and that is part of the just rock band canon, I guess. Like, I think, I mean, the Killers are one of the biggest rock bands of all time, which kind of sounds weird to say, but it's, it's just true. They have some humongous hits. And they have a such huge commercial success, and 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 are decently acclaimed. Like they're not they're not really um, poo pooed on, you know. Yeah. Um, people people listen to what the killers got to say. Especially, I think you know, the the biggest most mainstream outlets very positive towards the killers. Yeah, like a it's Rolling Stone or something is like, oh, the killers are one of the great rock bands of all, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. only it's only outlets that I think. I mean, I don't want to call it alt pretension, but, you know, like, I think that there is an element of, like, outlets that are very indie being like, this is fake indie, um, and fuck off, killers. Yeah, sure. There's a little bit of that. Um, but I think that, like, they're not trying to be indie, you know? Like, they're really not. Like, the killers are, are the first ones to, you know, go, like, we're just a commercial rock band, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they're from fucking Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and they, I mean, we saw them live. Um, we did and, and they were very for one thing it was a good show it was good it. they were good um they had a lot of they had very good energy at that show. yeah um despite the fact that it was like not a packed house at all it was no like, they were like they were the headliners but at that point i mean it was not a super busy festival and it had dwindled so. yeah yeah but they still came out and they fucking crushed it in my opinion yeah um i agree uh they were good and i'm glad i got to see them even from a, a, a far away, uh, they were really good. But um, um, but my point was, I think that they are they are one of these bands that like aspires to that aspires to being festival headliners. That sure, kind of thing. they are a bombastic rock and roll band. You know, I think they want to be larger than life. I think they've done that though. I think that back back when we were younger, they were at that point. Like they mm-hmm. had these huge Mr. Brightside. Yeah. singles and all of that um and i think when we saw them headlining that festival that that wasn't you know hugely attended but orlando is not a huge city you know yeah um i think that they work sort of at that height and then i think that they they fell for a little bit and i think they the these past couple of albums have them have been them sort of saying hey no we're still a solid seven out of ten rock band um we're back baby no one can take that away from uh, and, and to get into this record a little bit because I haven't really said anything about it since we've been recording. I think that it, it it does sort of annoy me with some choices they make. It's got these sort of spoken word, uh, or not spoken word, but just these sort of intros to a lot of the songs where it's this guy, like this country guy, talking about small town life or whatever, and I just don't care about that, especially multiple times throughout the album and coming least, from the fucking killers yeah with the killers it's like like it you're does. gonna write like a, a catchy sort of uh hook 
it just do that that's fine that is fine like yeah well and it also like doesn't it feel even if they are from a small town or whatever in nevada even if that's true and authentic at this point doesn't it feel kind of disingenuous to have that sort of tone being set by a band who's like so rich and glitzy and like you know what yeah, i mean it does like, it, like that's a little weird since it's the killers it's like you know whatever uh but no, it, you know totally it, i i agree that it is annoying happens. like that's part of why i'm it's annoyed by like it dumb. Uh, but i mean it does lean into that sound sort of like the bruce springsteen neil young and and sort of all like a roots rock sound as well um getting the harmonicas out and it would you know been present in their music but it, it's as opposed to last year's record, which was a little more of a guitar rock album, this is more of a, a roots rock album, I would say. And I think it's pretty solid. They've got um, uh, some good songs on here just off the first half I was listening to. The second track, Quiet Town, even though it has that little intro that I don't mind. It's a pretty uh, decent song um, that sort of reminds me of like a like a Springsteen song. Um, Sleepwalking is a fine song. And then it's got a Phoebe Bridgers feature on here halfway through the album uh, that I was excited for as a big Phoebe Bridgers fan, but it really kind of fell flat for me. It didn't really do much. It's just sort of um, them, you know, writing a, a Phoebe Bridgers guitar part, sort of this slow electric riff and harmonizing with her, which is nice. I think that she's got a great voice, but I, I just, yeah, it, it does feel like them trying to, legitimize themselves uh, like back in this sort of on the periphery of indie rock i guess um that's just what it feels like to me um and that is that's fine like for what i would expect from the killers but i I just feel like you're gonna have a phoebe bridgers feature maybe make a better song i don't know because otherwise otherwise it's just nice because people like phoebe bridgers i yeah and i suspect that that's all there is to it that i mean that is all there is to it like it's not a song you're gonna hear much at all i don't think yeah um, um anyway that's the killers i didn't hear it um i mean i heard it coming but i was gonna say room, so uh before we i realized we weren't recording you had said oh they're like kings of leon uh um, yeah, well just in terms of like their career arc like okay i think they're on that they're in that echelon of modern rock I, music. I just wanted to say the thing that makes me appreciate the killers is that the kings of leon should be like the killers where it should be easy for them to to kind of do the, this formulaic yeah they should um, have more than like two or three good catchy kind songs. of like indie guitar rock thing yeah um but they suck uh they're not good they came out with an album this year that that made headlines just because of nft stuff yeah and sucked and the killers are out here doing it for real they're they're actually writing pretty solid songs so um yeah i don't know i mean i'll say this though kings of leon will never ever for the rest of their lives top sex on fire right that's true will the killers ever top mr brightside no, but that is even such a bigger single than Sex on Fire. That is That's true. It's a gotta, better, it's got, a better song. Got to be That's that's a humongous single. Um yeah. so it's what are there songs that I'll personally like more than it, Mr. Brightside? Sure, probably because I've heard that song like 5 million times. Yeah. Uh, it is a higher bar though, you're right. But th- I mean that that is a fair comparison. They they sort of had their their heyday and I think that the killer the killers are trying to to come back and just just exist 
and be a little bit more respected this time. And I do think they're sort of on the right road to doing that. I think that this is a fine step in that direction, even though it's kind of middling. Um, it's it's a that's a solid record from them. Yeah. Well, hey, good for them. Um. Uh, I guess I guess I'll maybe talk about something a little bit. Um, oh boy. <laughs> have you? Well, I I guess I'll I'll touch on one thing really quick first. Have you heard that Lord single? Talking about the nail salon one or a no no a new an one? An, there's another one. Uh, I didn't know there was a new one. Uh, mood, she's, mood ring. Uh, she's got an album coming out in like three days. Um, yeah, this this single came out today. Okay. And I listened to it, and uh, it is good. I like it more <laughs> than Stone at the Nail Salon. Okay. That's 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 uh, that's good to hear. It's crazy because. Um, Melodrama was one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, same. And she's got an album coming out in three days. I'm not even that excited for it. Yeah. Which Lord was one of my big anticipations of the year. Mm-hmm. But I, I just... It's I, disappointing. I've, I've decided come to, terms with it, to go in with no no expectations and just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm roughly in the same boat. Um, these These singles overall have not gotten me super excited, but... I'm still interested to see where she goes. Um, I'm still, you know, invested in her career in the long run. Um, oh, yeah, of course. But, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling like this is going to be another kind of melodrama moment for it, me. It, I mean, it, as it, a fan of hers, it would be unreasonable to expect that for sure, one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's like with thinking, you know, uh, it's not like this. I was about to say it's like thinking that sega is gonna put out another sonic 2 uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's, it's not like that <laughs> it's um but uh i guess it's like thinking that before sonic 3 came out <laughs> i can't believe that's where your mind went <laughs> <laughs> you just <laughs> i need you to agree with me that it's like if you were alive when sonic 3 came out and you thought that yeah, I guess so. Son- I mean, Sonic Sonic, Sonic Three is so okay. Sonic Three is pretty good, uh, yeah, but, it's but it's not, it's, 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 it's it doesn't 2. touch Sonic Two, which is an all timer. So I guess I kind of see that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't wait for Lord's Sonic CD. <laughs> That's gonna be great. I mean, that, yeah. Hey. Um. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could I could see like Charlie XCX legitimately getting into like Sonic CD aesthetics. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sonic CD aesthetics. Yeah. The what? the Sega CD yeah. era of video games that seems like something Charlie XCX would be into. Night um, Night what is it called? Night Trap? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's out there. That people, you know, people really liked that game when it came out. Um Yeah. I'd like to play it someday. I, I can't imagine what it's like to really play it. Anyway, I was also going to talk about... It's on Switch. Um, is it? Yeah. On the eShop? Uh-huh. Or, oh, okay. Huh. Uh, maybe I'll check that out. Uh, I would be interested to hear what you have to say about it. I got some other stuff to play, too, though. I really want to play that new uh, Phoenix Wright collection. Yeah, I I, I still I want to work my way through the original Phoenix Wright collection. Um, yeah, no, I should I should do that first. But these new ones are just really appealing to me. I like how they're more kind of Japanese. Yeah, no, I know. I've heard they're very good. I've heard they're good. 
Um, yeah, anyway, what was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, Def Heaven. Um, I haven't heard any of the new the, stuff. The new Def Heaven album is also imminent. Um, Ooh, that is very exciting. But these these three singles that have come out, I just want to say that um, – and I just read – you know, I'm not even going to name the publication uh, because I didn't like this review that I'm about to talk about. I read a Def Heaven review of the new album uh, from a certain prominent internet uh, website. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was very – they gave it – um, they gave it like a positive score, but then the body of the review was very negative. That's like the opposite of what I, are you talking about pitchfork? No, it's, uh, okay. I'll just say who it was. It was AV club. They gave, oh, okay. it, they gave it a B minus. Um, and then the body of the review was like very snarkily, like basically they shaved off all their edges and it's just shoegaze now. And doesn't that suck? No, shoegaze and, rules. <laughs> and exactly. And also you listen to these singles they are going much heavier into the shoegaze than they were on, you know, Sunbather or um, New Bermuda, right. especially. Uh, New Bermuda is probably like their darkest, heaviest record to date. Um, but you listen to these new singles, and while they are like very heavy into the shoegaze side of the sound, they do have melodic vocals. You can still hear like the metal kind of tinge to the drums and some of the bass parts, especially. Like, it's not like this is, they just took a wild left turn. Like, that's so weird to me to be, like, mad at Def Heaven for being shoegaze. It is weird because it's, like... They've always been this. Def Heaven, like, if you're, like, in, in, like, being into metal and, like, talking to people who are into metal and you're, like, oh, I really love Def Heaven, it's, like, that's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, definitely not. Yeah, because they they don't respect that. As someone who... I have trouble getting into metal and I love Def Heaven. That's just something I'm aware of is like, oh, like this is not something that's like taken seriously by people who are into metal, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's something that I like a lot because it sounds pretty. Yeah. Um, so that's just so strange to me to like get upset at them, like veering to more in the direction that they've always been, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. For evolving their sound in a way that, you know, to me makes sense and it's been gradual over the last couple records yeah but anyway uh that re- <laughs> that review just kind of annoyed me um but i think that these singles are fucking fantastic i think that the guitar tones are just like gauzy and gorgeous and just envelop you i think that the mm. drum parts are super detailed the drums on these singles sound so fucking good um I am just, I am fucking amped for this Death Heaven record. I can't wait for it to come out. I think that I'm going to love it. Um, and there's been some good, you know, smaller shoegaze records this year, like Soft Blue Shimmer. And um, what was that one that you got me into? I'm forgetting the name of it now. Um, uh, there's a metal record I got you into this year? No, no, no. Shoegaze, Shoegaze. Oh, Shoegaze. Are we talking about the Vicious Blossom record? Yes, Vicious Blossom. That's um, the other. Those are the two Shoegaze records this year that I've gotten really into. Yeah, Soft Vicious Blue Blossom Shimmer is really good. Blossom. And um, there's a Japanese band called Kyozo that released uh, an EP. Right, yes. They're, they're a very small band, well. um, and I would recommend that as well uh, for that Shoegaze itch yeah. this year. Yeah, but but I'm, I'm really excited to hear... Uh, Def Heaven come back with with that sound more at the front. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for that. 
to hear a really big you know kind of expensively produced like this record is produced by the the guy who produces like m83's records um mm. so like that really excites me as well just to like think yeah, of it as like i'm interested in that it, it reminds me of, like the foxing thing where it, it felt like they had kind of been going in this direction and for a while mm-hmm. and then they just they fucking make the jump like yeah, they went for it and i expect that they'll land same as foxing did you know yeah uh very 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 uh, great great band hasn't really um uh, had any major missteps yeah so. i mean at this point i would be shocked like I love these three songs that they put out so much. Like I've heard I would be things, shocked yeah. if they put out the whole record and I was like, all yeah. of the other songs on here are bad no, besides uh, these three. Like, I don't think that'll happen. It's very, so I, I think it's very exciting. Uh, yeah. uh, that'll be good. Do you have any other uh, records you want to talk about? Uh, let me pee real quick. Okay. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Damn. It's a very, uh, yeah, those are some intense vibes. I feel you like know? I'm driving through Night City. We're all with the bunches, baby. Um, you, you were asking me if I had anything else to talk about. And the truth is, not really. We've been recorded for a little while. <laughs> um, I mean, there's other things like I could talk about, but at this point, I mean, we've been through so much tonight. I mean, we had to redo like twenty minutes. Um, yeah, it's what. So <laughs> we just take a break and then end the show. <laughs> no, I actually do have some other stuff I wanted to talk about. Okay. I guess, I guess you just talked about a lot of things. Two uh, things. Um, two things. Um, you know, yeah. T- musically, much of what I've been listening to is just. I listened to a lot of music on the drive up, but it was just random songs. Uh, so nothing to talk about there. Really, I've been reading this book. Uh, it's about jazz. Um, it's called Playing Changes Jazz in the New Century or something like that. Now, this I'm suspicious of. <laughs> because I, when it comes to jazz, baby, you just got to feel it. You know, there's not much to talk about here. Honestly, uh, especially at this point of the recording session. But I just wanted to shout it out as something music related I've been doing. It's a good book. I don't remember the name of the author. Uh, if I felt like it, I could go grab it from my bag over there and tell you. But it's some like guy who who's like a jazz critic. Uh, used to write for the Times. Okay. Um, but it, it sort of it, it gives... It's not like a total history of jazz. It's really focused on modern jazz, but... And ramping up to the discussion of modern jazz in the first few chapters that I've read, it talks a lot about, it kind of does, it ties them in with the history of jazz overall. And it's just been cool to read as someone who listens to a lot of jazz, but you know, I don't, I'm not out there. I just like to listen to music. You know, I'm not reading a lot of extra materials most Mm -hmm. of the time. I'm trying to get more into that, Uh, but I don't really have context for a lot of things I listen to. I just look up. Google what is a j- good jazz album like uh, just like find stuff that way a lot of the time or listen to new stuff and it's like oh Google uh, is telling me that the only good jazz album is Bitches Brew <laughs> yeah um, you know hey like what I've d- discovered is that, that that album was not is um, generally accepted as I, I might have thought mm-hmm. because it's like jazz fusion which some people just shit on I yeah. learned all these things about like 
how jazz has developed and artists that I've always listened to, but now I get to put them in a certain context and understand where they like came up in, in the progression of jazz. But it, it talks a lot about how modern jazz, it doesn't get a fair shake because jazz is so established that everything is just considered, you know, referential, like referencing the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, I feel like uh, rock music is starting to reach that point. It kind of is, it's, which it's is at interesting. The very yeah. Of that uh, it, yeah, it's hard. Like every rock album, even from like the most, you know, the newest modern rock bands, it's all talked about in relation to mm-hmm. rock music of the past. Yeah. Uh, which wasn't the point. W- w- that, that hasn't been the case until recently, it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even now, it's. Our lifetime, uh, for sure. Rock music, it's referencing the aughts, and it's referencing, referencing the 2000s. So uh, that is interesting. Uh, but jazz, it's been that way for a little while because it, it got kind of just established as this American classical sort of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then you do have the, these uh, incredible jazz artists operating in, in the mo- – making great modern jazz and, and – uh, it's just been uh, once I have read a little bit more and, uh, and have processed more of the book, maybe I'll have some intelligent things to say about it. Yeah, you'll know. But uh, I just to wanted know. to give a shout out and recommend it, and maybe, maybe you should start listening to some jazz so we can talk about it. Uh, Not yeah. that you don't listen to jazz, I didn't mean to imply that. I mean, I mean, I don't listen to that much jazz. Um, I've listened to it before. I'll say that much. Right. Um, <laughs> I had a, I you know, I had a couple of years where I was like pretty into it um and uh but i don't keep up with it that well right um which i feel like is something a lot of people go through with jazz yeah no i i listen to it a lot like partly because it's a good thing to listen to at work um yeah that makes sense i used i used to like to listen to jazz while i was doing like homework in school yeah and i I, like i like to read so i put jazz on while i read Uh, it's it's for those sorts of activities but that that makes me feel like i'm being dismissive of it when yeah it's not just it's not ambient no it's not because it's uh, not background music i'll do i'll do a close sometimes it is but i like it as background music because i'm a slacker so i'll i'll hear a really good jazz part and i'll just stop working for like five minutes because the jazz is so good Totally, and I gotta totally. listen to it, <laughs> uh, which that doesn't have with amb- ambient music. I like ambient music, but there's no, there's not like a five minute stretch where I'm like, "Oh, baby, like <laughs> listen to that." <laughs> oh, Brian, you know went off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is hot, hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit, baby. Um, you saw? We, did we watch Collateral together? No, what's that? The uh, Michael Mann movie with Tom no, Cruise you, and Jamie Foxx. You're the Michael Mann guy. Um, I feel like maybe we watched this together where he's driving a taxi around no, LA. No, I did not watch this fucking movie. I seriously think <laughs> you did. But <laughs> I, might have, I might have been asleep. <laughs> I truly think you watched this with me. No um, way. But any, anyway, there's a very good jazz scene in that movie. They go to a jazz club at one point. Um, and uh, there's a very kind of uh, funny and insightful conversation they have about jazz. In that film, and it's very good. Speaking of books, I have also been reading some music-related books. I've been reading... Reading or listening? Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Well, let's just... 
be honest. I mean, did you were you reading them or were you listening to them? One of them I'm reading. The other one I'm listening to. Okay, great. I have one physical copy of a Jeff Tweedy book, <laughs> and I have one audiobook copy of a different Jeff Tweedy book. Okay. And one of them I'm reading, <laughs> and one of them I'm listening to. Are you satisfied? Yeah. Does that make you feel good to hear? <laughs> yeah. Both of them are good books. I'm enjoying them. That's it. Wait, um, are like are they memoirs? Are they so fiction? one of them? One of them is a memoir, and one of them is uh, it is sort of a uh, he does like tell stories in it, kind of, but it's also it's really about it's called how to write one song, and it is about the writing process of music. Mm, um, okay, ooh, okay, and it's really it. This is actually it's really interesting because. I feel like that is something that a lot of artists, especially acclaimed artists like Jeff Tweedy, um, to a certain segment of people, Jeff Tweedy is, you know, almost like, you know, like godlike status as far as rock and roll songwriting. I kind of feel um, that way about him. I do too. And, and, but he is so, his writing about the creative process is so specific and so frank and so completely disinterested in like mystifying these things oh, hell yeah. that it's like really interesting to listen to him uh like he's just very candid and straightforward in his thoughts about creating things um and i honestly am like really as somebody who likes to create things but does not do it professionally um I, I'm honestly like I'm really deeply appreciative of him putting these thoughts out there for people like us to experience. Yeah, no, I like the sound of that. You know, not everyone has has the time t- to be mystical about the act of creating things. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just wanted the instructions. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it literally like it's it's not like a bullet pointed list or anything. But, like, it's not that far off. Like, he really is, like, he's just very, very frank and straightforward about yeah. it, which no, th- that, I, I think is that, really uh, cool. That makes sense based off of, you know, interviews and things I've read with yeah. him. Uh, he's just kind of that, that kind of guy. Yeah, I actually, he's really um, no bullshit. I actually subscribed to, he's recently started an email newsletter. Uh, well, actually, it's a sub stack. You can pay for his sub stack, which to me is a little ridiculous, but... Um, it's only ridiculous because I can't afford it, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think people should be paid for writing. No, I, yeah, I told, I realized that's what I was suggesting, and I didn't mean to suggest that. Like, I have no problem with Jeff Tweedy <laughs> having a, a Substack and charging people for it. I think it's ridiculous that I can't afford it. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Beca- but there's like a free version. And you can get like basically notes. Have that- you tried not eating so much avocado toast? Um, yes. And lattes. And it's uh, it's. I have tried that. It, um, <laughs> it, it did wonders for my um, my bowel movements, but not much for <laughs> the not, old wallet. Not for uh, your portfolio. Yeah. Um, what were you saying? <laughs> I regret making that joke. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> it's 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 not becoming of me. Um, <laughs> it's very uncouth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know that I have much to say about it. I, I I know you're not an email guy, but I I I'm I'm checking my emails every day, and clearing my inbox, and it's nice to have those little notes from Jeff Tweedy. Just like has been like little poems or like he's like, oh, I wrote this about I made I wrote this song about my wife, 
uh, you know, decades ago. And here's a demo and, and the lyrics. Uh, it's Whoa. been like sort of some stuff like that. Um, it, it's pretty cool. It's it's nice to see his thoughts. He he was uh, wh- what was a band that he was really praising today? Um, it was actually a band that I think I've talked shit about before, but I, I don't remember who it was. Um, so that's disappointing. Yeah, that that sounds really interesting though. You're right. I'm not an email person, but. Um, I mean, can you just access this stuff online or do you have to be on the email list? There's probably an archive yeah. for it. Yeah, I, I, I got to track this down because that sounds really interesting to me. He's a really oh, it was it was Ice Age was the band. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's here's a tidbit. Here's a tidbit. Um, I'm just going to read. Um, this is a, a free advertisement for for Jeff Tweedy's little newsletter, Starship Casual. I love knowing my brother-in-law Bruce had a band in high school named Psychotic Referendum and that in order to get booked to play Bozo the Clown on WGN in the late 60s, they were forced to change their name and the inscrutable ambiguities being the name settled upon for their one and only television performance. I love how every new album by the band Ice Age gets more sophisticated and mature without losing an ounce of their initial kinetic energy and spontaneity. Pretty rare these days for rock music to be made with any kind of spirited attitude. All of their records have bucket loads of spite and liberty. I love that autocorrect thinks I'm a French wedding planner and keeps changing the word new to knee. There's a lot more here. I was really just interested in the part about Ice Age um, because there's there's a lot more here. But yeah, he's just writing a little, uh, you know, creative writing. It's nice. Yeah, that is. I'm looking at the. I'm looking into the Substack right now. But anyway, um, that is interesting, especially because even the, I like Ice Age more than you do. I think by a yeah, pretty, sure, pretty decent margin. And uh, I actually, <laughs> I feel differently than him about that. <laughs> I think that that's actually like a a kind of interesting to me misread of Ice Age's music. Yeah, um, I feel like they're so mechanical. Is yeah, my problem they, with they them, like so. very. I like them a lot. Uh, not not depending on the album some of their albums i like a lot and the thing i like about them is not that they have some kind of really kinetic energy (laughs) they've got attitude yeah that's not what i like about them i say that's just interesting that's a band with ratitude yeah 100 (laughs) percent um they could use a little rivers cuomo um uh rip to rivers cuomo yeah rip to a real one (laughs) had to resign Uh, recently (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tough to get canceled while you're on the damn Hello Mega Tour. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> what was I saying about uh, um, <laughs> the Hello Mega Tour? <laughs> That's what they call it. Yes, oh, it's man. the Hello Mega yeah, Tour with Fallout Boy, yeah. Green Day, uh, and right. Weezer. I've heard so many, like, random people have mentioned this to me like yeah. just well, co- they're all very popular bands yeah co-workers who like know i hear i'm into music and they're like oh the hello mega tour thing going on yeah. um no, but i wish i'd gone dude it looks sick it i had looks a fr- fucking incredible. I-, I had a friend who was sending me like uh snapchats uh, of, of yeah, the same. the acts and weezer set seemed good as fuck yeah. um so i yeah it, it seemed it seemed great um also weezer opened which is interesting yeah you know you think uh they they probably uh, insisted. 
<laughs> they're just such nice guys yeah um yeah uh, can i can i just can i just freaking can i say something sound off thank you i would like to mention that i revisited the adult mom record from this year mm. you've listened to this i remember liking it quite a bit yeah i listened to it when it came out and I think that that was at a point where I was listening to a lot of stuff, and I think that maybe I was listening to a little bit too much stuff. And so when I listened to that, it just yeah. sort of fell off my brain, you know? No, that that's when I was really trying to, like, listen to, like, every fucking album yeah. to do this podcast. Yeah. That's and it was, a, it was bad. Like, it was not a good method, you know? <laughs> like Yeah. I think I was doing the same thing, and so I went back to that record because um, – uh, shout out to uh, I guess I'll say friend of the pod Chid. Um, Chid was talking sugar about this album, <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, <laughs> I thought to myself I should listen to that thing again. Um, Chid's talking so much sugar over there, <laughs> and so I did. I listened to it again this afternoon, and if it, <laughs> it fucking is very good, it it kind of slaps. Yeah, I'll have to revisit it now that now that you mention it. Yeah, um, it kind of it kind of reminds me. Her voice reminds me a little bit of that Land Hecht album. Ooh, from this year. that's one I, I have been revisiting lately. Um, yeah, I've been listening to that thing since it came out, like steadily. I it's one of the best I albums really, of the year. I really love it. Yeah. I feel like nobody else is talking about it. Nobody I else know. gives a shit about that record, and I think it's just fantastic. I think the songwriting on that record is amazing. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm talking about Adult Mom over here, baby. And Adult Mom, while having a similar voice, has a pretty different musical, actually kind of similar musical style as well to Landhecht. But distinct. Um, adult Mom is distinct from Landhecht and uh, is very good and I think has, you know, probably catchier hooks. Definitely catchier hooks, actually. Um, sure yeah okay not that i don't know why i'm like so deep into this comparison now but um i think that this adult mom record is like really good i think that it is i think when it came out as well just because the cover of the record is like it looks like it was a photo taken in like pennsylvania or somewhere like that with like these kind of uh temperate forest looking trees in the background yeah they're but they're, it's, like, it's like a a road right? yeah it's like yeah. A, yeah it looks like sort of a northeast or midwestern neighborhood yeah um, yeah which just that look always reminds me of like fall and winter sure so i think uh, yeah, that i, I wasn't that. in the mood for the record because of that like I, that, it does seem that like it seem weird no but that is how i felt i think the these type these artists like these types of artists i associate with the fall Mm-hmm. Um, that's just when, like, there, and it's not always the same every year, but just because of the way like my music listening habits are, there are um, different, you know, uh, different phases I go through each season, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time those phases end up being music that I associate with whatever weather is going or like whatever time of year it is, I guess. But that's especially true in the fall and the winter because that weather has an actual physiological effect yes you know like yeah, it makes no. you feel a certain way that's it's a real thing 100 percent. Uh, so i think that i think that's that one yeah and i i think now that i have listened to this record again um there are some some 
you know brighter vibes on here than i gave it credit for at first and i think that this is a perfect like late summer leading into fall record um and i think mm. now is the time if you've been if you've been waiting to get into this adult mom record <laughs> like yeah. i have yeah <laughs> there's never been a better time than right now i think august into september will be adult mom time wow <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, I, I, I am going to check it out again, even though I, I liked it the first time. I imagine I'll like it the second time. Hell yeah. And maybe even a little bit more. You know what's a, a, another great record for that? Okay. The Laura Stevenson album, which we talked about last week, so I'm not even going to get yes. into it. But I just want to say it still fucking rules. Yeah. Uh, That's it's good shit. Still great. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, probably that'll do it for another episode, right? Yeah, I think it's time to... Say goodbye. Yep. And so uh, you can, uh, if you want to reach the show, you can uh, email us at goodlistenerpod. <laughs> you can email us at goodlistenerpod at gmail.com. You can find my personal Twitter at Randallorian underscore. You can find Clay at ProPosting. And uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at uh, goodlistenerpod. That'll do us for another episode of Good Listeners. Thanks for listening. Uh, and I'm going to go have five more Long Island iced teas. Bye. <laughs>